about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Welcome to the first ever episode of Do You Remember Robotech? I feel like I hit my head really hard. Here's my friend Manny. Hi, I'm uh, Head Injury Manny here, coming at you from my 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 Texas or my like weird Texas. You're mine, Texas. The weird wasteland perk, Texas. Wait a minute, now you're my mom. Hi, Shane. Go do your <laughs> homework. <laughs> I can't believe I got an impression done on this podcast without me begging you to do it. You didn't have your own accord. You fool. This uh, really that, wasn't me. that wasn't me. That was just your mom. She just chimed in. She like, had her own microphone, her own PC. Truly a fucked up first episode dream dream bit we, we've done now with you doing a recording. Welcome, welcome to the real. This is the first episode. It's the 17th episode of Do You Remember Robotech? I hope you haven't already deleted it and thought we uploaded an episode wrongly. In those 10 seconds, it's your own fault if you did. Uh, I'm so 17th, excited. But it feels yes. like the 12th. Uh, yeah, I, I I might agree with that. It's it's felt like we've been doing it for a little while. Got my podcast hat on. Uh, my, uh, my hat says Shane, master podcast producer. What does your hat say, Manny? Uh, lazy bum that doesn't do anything on this podcast except maybe talk sometimes. Hey, you, you technically watch more content than I do for this podcast. You watch a whole other English episode for the show. It has sometimes has funny little jokes in it, and usually has a better dub performance in it. Than Robotech, from what I hear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They take you know certain amounts of, of liberty with with you know the dialogue still they, to spice it up a little bit, but not enough to actually change anything too much. Right. I will sometimes just watch Carl Masek interviews, which I, I haven't in a while. It, it just feels weird to do it in the middle of it. I might go back to it and have us talk about specific things. Maybe when we finish Macross, at least when people talk about that. But uh, for, for now, it's, you know, a little bit of weird background. Uh, anyway, um, I'm excited to get into this episode. This is a weird one, huh? Uh, yes, this feels like, like a, like a Twilight Zone episode of, of like a previous episode or something. Yes. I think it's cool. Uh, before, before we talk about it, hands on the table, cool up. Uh, yes, it's it's entertaining and also very curious. Curious is the word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot to chew on. I do think I still get the impression watching this that a little bit of a production on fire. But hey, what, what do you? I, <laughs> oh, a little, little yeah. bit. We yeah. had like two clip shows in three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Gundam Seed? Hey, oh, a little drum beat there. Got him. That, that's comedy. God, are you going to watch that movie in theaters? Uh, yes. Really? Yes. Are you going to like watch the show beforehand? I am going to no binge Seed and Seed Destiny in like a week. I don't. I don't think you got the chutzpah. I'm going to say it right here. I do not think you have the chutzpah to watch 100 episodes of anime that bad without are fast you, forwarding, especially. I will not fast forward. 
uh, once once uh, I've proven that I do have the chutzpah, is that how you pronounce it? You're you're, you're never going is, to pronounce it, it, but I'm not. I can't correct you this time. Do I need like a little bit more throat chutzpah? chutzpah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm yes. I'm gonna watch the uh, the Stargazer OVAs. I'm gonna read <laughs> all the stupid mangas. Did someone mention the Stargazer? <laughs> the silence is evading my impression. Yes, uh, Damon. Damon, oh, uh, whatever the name of that Ferengi was, he, uh, he's he's in here with his talking along the Stargazer. He he makes Picard's head hurt with his little head hurt device. Yeah, that's shaped like Picard's head. Yeah, it's, like it's really funny. <laughs> uh, classic Ferengi plot: the head hurty device. Uh, that that episode is such a funny little bit where Dr. Beverly Crusher is like, yeah, they used to have this thing called headaches back in the day. I haven't really heard of one, which I thought was so fucking funny. Like, Beverly, I'm pretty sure they still have headaches. There's no way you guys have, have fixed that. That Was that like uh, season one or yeah. three or something? That was very early. I think that was season one. Yeah, like, was, they still had to figure it out. Like, I, I think at some point they said the Klingons were in the Federation. They don't know what's going on yet. Anyway, I don't have a, a head hurt problem right now. I have a Hikaru has a head hurt problem. Hey yo! Yeah. If 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 we were transitioning into the podcast itself yeah. proper, that would have been an awesome segue. But we're not. Yeah. So so we're, I just made a fool of myself now. We're going to talk about fucking voice actors and shit. What's what's the name of your voice actor segment this time, Manny? Uh, you know what? Let me click on on the voice actor thing here, uh-huh. and and find out because uh, hey, here it is. Here it is. Uh, today's repetitive, empty voice actor corner. It's empty because uh, both of these guys really didn't do much. Cool. Who were who are these guys? Uh, we're looking at Britai and Britai. How do you how do you, how do you how do you figure that? Have you have we have we done Britai? Like I'm trying to keep track, but this checklist. Somebody's not filling out the checklist with all the names, so it's hard to keep track. I don't think we've done Britai. But okay, well. I- Robotech Britai is voiced by uh, Tony Clay, uh, and he's pretty much done just Britai and like a few other parts. Like uh, one of his parts is Horrified Villager B in episode <laughs> twenty-five of Fist of the North Star. That's pretty, you know, a pretty good part. Honestly, I bet he put forward a pretty good performance. Uh, actually, I'm more of a fan of uh, Fishmonger in episode fifteen of Fushigi Yugi. So you know, Fishmonger all the it's way. It's always a funny word. Uh, that and that's pretty much all I could find for these guys for this guy. Well, hold on, I I see some stuff on his IMDb page. That's, oh, he's uh, got, is it is it animation? Is it voice work? No, he is in what appears to be quite a number of low budget, like uh, I guess he, I almost said live action oh, oh, etchy. There, there is two Tony Clay's though. There's oh a, there's no, a no this, this one this one is a is a Robotech guy. Okay, okay, just making yeah, sure it, it has he has a Robotech. Um, uh, this is the movie. Yeah, he's he's Britai. Apparently, he was called Anthony White. Like he had a fake name, Anthony Wayne, when he was doing it, or uh-huh. stage name. Um, but he let me let me just go over some of his films here. Uh, uh, just, I just these... I just want to clear up. Okay, that this is the voice actor corner. All right. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Voice. What did I say? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I okay. I know, but you know, we we had that delightful little video of that guy. That was that was a live action last time. I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just. You know, 
rubbing it in your face that you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Go ahead. I didn't, I didn't say you missed anything. I just want to talk about this guy's big booby posters. All right, then go ahead. I want to see the big booby posters. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, go, go to imdb.com slash name slash NM0031036. And you'll see uh, attack of the 60 foot centerfolds. He is the invisible man. Uh, Dinosaur Valley girls. The erotic rites of Countess Dracula. The mummy's kiss with lady with her, her boobs out and doing a little prayer pose. Uh, Countess Dracula's orgy of blood, where he is Count Dracula in that. Uh, the mummy's kiss, second dynasty, as Doctor Harold Craig, and uh, he's also a Dracula again in Blood Scarab. So this guy, when he's not being a uh, Brita, he's being Dracula, which is really funny because like Brita is kind of a Dracula himself. Yeah, he's like a space Dracula that can breathe in space. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that I, I think that was uh, worthy to add. Uh, I can't wait. We're gonna, we're going to watch all those for our our bonus content. Watch we, all those sexy films. We, yeah, air quotes. We. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll send you some screenshots of of uh, some funny bits, maybe. Oh yeah, anyway. I'll, totally, I'll totally look at them. <laughs> what's uh, what's uh, the other guy? Japanese Britai. Uh, Macross Britai is uh, Ag Kanye. He also has a few roles. He's got, uh, I'd say, a better reason. Uh, he died in 1985. Uh-huh. Uh, so he uh, does Britai, of course. Uh, I, I mentioned Britai just because there's really not much else. He's in, uh, in also in Fist of the North Star. He's uh, Zed, one of those first guys. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think yeah, vaguely remember Zed. So yes, uh, Fist of the North Star crossover between these two guys, and then in the Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Soldier of Sorrow movie, the second movie. He plays Flanagan Boone, which is the commander of the submarine in, in the bit where they're fighting like a bunch of underwater mobile suits. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's really all he's got. Huh. Uh, well, not, not a lot of voice acting going around over here. No, sad. Uh, and as far as I can tell, he wasn't in any movie with giant boob ladies. That That's even sadder. Well, shout out to those two guys for voicing... Pretty cool Dracula fella, I guess. Uh, he, he he is so like not known that when I search Google for Macross Japanese Britai voice actor, the first result is you want a Robotech character. <laughs> <laughs> so really overwhelmed by Tony Clay. I mean, um, Tony Clay has got a wider body of work. Clearly, clearly. Okay, and now, th- oh, you never named your segment. I think you just skip past it. Uh no, I, I think it's like empty, repetitive segment of nothing or something like okay. that. Okay, empty, repetitive segment of nothing, voice actor, and a little bit not voice actor corner. Uh, no, that wasn't mine. That was you. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about stands. How are you feeling about stands lately? Standing ovation? How are you feeling about them? I'm sitting down. That's, what I'm, that's how I'm feeling. I, I do not stand up for the standing ovation. All right. No respect here. You're... You see the American anthem playing, and you got your your hand on your chest. You're belting out the words. You're crying, tear falling down, and then the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure theme plays, and you spit. Just just spit on the ground. Just no, just turn around and walk away. Do you do you have any feelings about any of the the JoJo openings? By the way, I don't know if you've seen any of them. Uh, not the openings. I I, I do know that that uh, you know the, the that classic ending to be continued. Yeah, Punk. that's a good bit. Yeah, roundabout, roundabout. Yes. Yeah, that's good. There's, there's a. I really like generally all the, 
the Western music choices they have for the endings. Uh, they use Freakin' You for the part five one. That's really good. It's just like literally every episode ends with, uh, you know, it'll cut from whatever stupid JoJo bullshit is going on to, you got me feeling so horny. It's great. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm still not uh, standing. <laughs> um, so this, this time we got uh, a cute little guy named Death13. And what would you say this guy looks like? Okay, so this guy looks like a uh, a very fancy Grim Reaper. Yeah. Like the fanciest. He is like decked out in a chest and shoulder plates of gold. He's got like a Pope hat with like pimp purple colors with gold on it also. It's cool. Uh, this scythe does not look like, it does not look practical. It, it is It is too curved. It goes way in on itself. Um, he's also got uh, what do you call those masks? The is it is it uh, masquerade mask? Yes, it's, a, it's yes, kind of like a, a cloud, like a sad clown mask he's wearing. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe a little bit more, more like a French mime mask you might go for. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good description. It's like a big. Uh, it's like very floofy too. Like he appears oh, to have like he's a got big Thanos cape. gauntlets too. Yeah, yeah, the, those appear to be his arms. Um, yeah, Pope, Pope hat, big, big purple flowing cape. He's got like a little bit of like, uh, would, um, like a cross, uh, what fuck, what, like, like a prison. Okay, oh that's not the right word. Like fishnet. That's it. He has like a little fishnet middle to his body, except he doesn't really have any flesh. So it's just fishnets that are over more purple clothing. A lot uh, of purple clothing. Yeah. He's- yes. And then to the right is the user. Uh, what's uh, interesting about the the user, by the way, Manny and audience? If you haven't yet clicked the image, you can do that. Uh, it's it's a baby. It looks like yeah. a baby with a gigantic head. Yep. I mean, but well, babies typically will have gigantic heads. But this yes. head is bigger than than the body. Well, it's a combination of like anime. Uh, anime will have bigger heads, and then babies will have bigger heads. You combine both of them, you'll get a pretty big head of baby. Okay. There's not no. Uh, yeah, so this is a this is the old baby user. Um, so this is one very closely related to the plot of this Macross episode. What do you think Death Thirteen does? Uh, does he put you like in a coma and then you have some weird fucked up dreams? Yeah, sure, I'll give it to you. He, he basically does that. Okay. So right. when when you fall asleep, when you are close to the user, in this case, a little baby. You go into a fucked up dream world where Death Thirteen has nearly full control. Uh, if you die in the dream, do you die in real life? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's Freddy okay. Krueger rules. All right. Yeah, and like you, you take any injuries you get, and then uh, most of the time you don't remember what goes on during the dream too, except for one character that does because. Uh, and so, like the whole thing is, he's like, "Hey, this baby's trying to kill us, you guys." And I was like, "Bro, it's a fucking baby. Babies don't kill. You're you just hate this baby." Uh, you know, babies do try and kill. I don't know if you've looked at them. They got shifty eyes. Yeah, you can't trust them. Mm-mm. They got their head is too big. What are they going to do with that big head? You ask them questions, they don't even respond. <laughs> what do you think no. about Death Thirteen, Manny? Uh, I think it it it's close enough to 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 work as being tied to this this particular episode. That's all I can no. tell. You. Uh, uh, and also, uh, he looks kind of cool. I would say this guy looks kind of cool. I'm not going to say cool. Okay. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. 
So sound, sounds like so far your ranking of stand designs. You, saw, you, you seem like you like Moody Blues. So that, that was a cool one. And then I this have no one, memory of, of what Moody Blues is. It's, it's recorded. I, one of my friends listening to the podcast said, wow, man, he likes the stand. Uh, look, I'm, not, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't remember. That's the one that has a little a digital clock eyes and can like rewind thing. Sure. Okay. Well, anyway, this is second place. Sounds like of, of stands that you, you you seem to enjoy the physical aspect of. Uh, th- this one, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, uh, quick quick little music note because you you know music things and you're not. Uh, the, the stand itself, just based off of a tarot card. The baby, however, his name is very fittingly Manish Boy. Okay. Do you, do you I thought it was like be that death, band at all? Like, like the the band Death. Do you have any thoughts about Manish Boy? No, not at all. Like I know, okay. I know the band. That's it. I, I yeah, I think that, it's uh, I think it's a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a recent like R and B band. To be honest, I looked it up just now and saw that was a 1955 blues single and was very surprised. Like I'm pretty uh, sure I've heard I've heard. Uh, like in one of my old school music collections that I've got here, like, oh, this is classic rock. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Wikipedia says, although the song contains sexual boasting, its repetition of I'm a man, I spell M-A-child-N, was understood as political. M-A-child-N? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yep. That's politics, baby. All right, let's, let's get a uh, move on to the episode. Ooh, we're in episode world. We're in a dream. We're let's read each other's submarines. Uh, sure. Like, no, it's not good. But like, you know, what, what else? What else do we have here? Like, they're they're reusing content here, so we're, yeah, we're, we we're not going to put on as much effort if they're not going to do it. But yeah. So we, we just had small. We just had small before segments today. We're just you know, we said a just a cute little stand guy. Not not very simple. Pretty relevant. I don't love his fight anyway. Let's read your summary first through me. It's usually what we do, right? Yeah. Uh, wait, what? You read your summary through read my summary through you? Well, okay, wait. No, who's reading not, first? Who's reading through? First? I'll, I'll read first. Okay. Uh, do, don't I? Uh, never mind. Just you go ahead. Do you, do you sometimes read first? I don't know. I feel like I don't. How about, how about we try it? Even if we did before. You can right, well here. If you know, no, I think I refer because we always start with with macros because it's a it's a base. I think that's the the reasoning. Okay, I have it right here. Episode seventeen, phantasm. Beautiful. Same in both, I believe. Man, Akaru is having a rough time with this whole being alive thing. <laughs> also, with the whole self confidence thing. Let's take a look inside his dreams and see what's troubling our poor boy. Oh, oh no. It's another clip show. Wait, why is Pratai kidnapping Minmei directly from her concert? After a failed rescue attempt at a Valkyrie, Hikaru is taking a nice walk when a shipwide announcement puts Hikaru on blast for being a ship pilot. Maybe joining the military will help. That's always a good idea. Shami just randomly calls Hikaru a moron. That shit was cold. Anyway, a 15 second training montage later, Hikaru is full military. He's about to launch when the opening theme song starts playing. Is it playing in his dream or just for us viewers? We'll never know because he instantly gets his ass shot down. Now he's out in armored Valkyrie, and this time he's going to save men. Wait, no, he, he shot down again. Maybe if he ETs his bike to the moon? No, no, that just gets him another verbal bucket of water over his head on the ship intercom. 
Now it's time to remix the footage from the episode where Hikaru and company got captured. No wait, now Bertai's being serenaded by Minmei. Bertai's Gaifun? Hikaru's actually the fourth chairman? Is that a new song? Mari's footage. Oh, they're used a bit with Minmei's butt. What a shock. This whole thing makes less sense than someone's first attempt at a Macross Bridge series. Does that exist? Did you look that up? Is that a thing? What? Is Macross there a Macross Bridge now? Yeah. Uh, there's got to be like four of them, right? They are lost in the depths of the ship, but also they are popular. See? These two crazy kids are getting married. Good for them. Oh, but Rhinus Hikaru goes in to claim his free smooch. Minmaid turns into Misa. What could this mean? Hikaru finally wakes up and is just as lost and afraid as we are. Here's the next episode. Uh, there was not a lot of connective tissue in between statements in my summary, but I feel like that's appropriate to the episode. Sure, it's reflective of what the episode is going for. Uh, I, I ended up kind of watching this a, a few different times here to really get the impact of what it was, was going for. Uh, I I normally might like try to explain a little bit about like what the, the structure of what the episode is like for, for the audience, but I, I feel like I do a pretty decent job just doing that in my my own summary. Um, so let's let's just uh, go go into that if you don't mind, good sir. Uh, episode seventeen, Phantasm. Short version. Uh, the ending <laughs> of Super Mario Brothers 2 USA. And? Uh, Mario, uh, it's all a dream. <laughs> and then what's the second picture? Uh, the long version is... No, no, is, no, there's one more. This is, so don't go past it. There's the second uh, picture. The oh, short oh version. okay. Uh, it's uh, Colonel Campbell talking to, to Raiden. And uh, what does it say here? Very low resolution. Does a raw blink on Harakiri Rock. I need scissors 611. 61, but yeah. Oh, I'm too far from the monitor to, to read that properly. Is, is 61 something important? Do I, should, should I know what that is? Well, I mean, the, him saying that is like sort of a meme from, from that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but is the more, 61, does, does that have any meaning behind it, man? It might be like a Japanese thing. Uh, I forgot. Oh, oh like the 3-9 that I just told you about, Sankyu? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Might be something like that. Uh, well, let's read this long version of the <laughs> well, summary. Do you think my short version is accurate? Is it basically just the ending of Super Mario Brothers 2 and the, the fucked up part of Metal Gear Solid 2? Uh, I don't see much of... of. Uh, I mean, like it is a fucked up, but it's not as fucked up as some of the stuff in Metal Gear Solid 2. It's, it's like all the same thing where it's like you're... It's the same stuff... I mean, all of Metal Gear Solid 2, right, is like essentially yes. just this episode where it's like a, a fucked up inversion of what has already happened, like reusing those same elements in uh, different I mean, ways in like a different context. And then like also reckoning with that. I think that's uh, pretty good. Uh, Hikaru does get fish and mailed like a bunch of times in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. God, Metal uh, Gear Solid 2 is a good game. Jordan, Jordan Peele's right. Uh, yes, Jordan Peele. Uh, good for him. He, 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 he came... Are you, uh, Manny, you are that's the, the, the Get Out guy, the director of Get Out, Us, and and Nope, and also you know uh, he's Key and Peel, the the comedy series. Uh, I've heard of Key and Peel. I haven't heard of any of the thing. You haven't heard of Get Out, really? No, no. Wow, that, that's like that's like one of the biggest horror movies of like the last ten years. Okay, yeah, it's really good. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, he he came on the Game Awards and he's doing a thing with Kojima. Which is why I brought him up, and he he said like, "Hey, Metal Gear Solid Two, fucking awesome." Oh, he's right. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, this episode takes place in the mind of Rick Hunter, who is busy being in a coma over having been lightly exploded by Lisa's last episode. Um, not by Lisa, just, just, you know, caused by her neglect. No, you know, she hit the button that did it. She hit the button too late. All right. Yeah. Uh, this episode is mostly sort of a clip show with repeated scenes from previous episodes recontextualized as a story regarding Rick rescuing Min May from the Zentradi. Is it the Zentradi or, or just Britai? Because he, he's does. pretty specifically, you know, <laughs> this is my Min May now. Well, it, he's like on the Zentradi ship. So, you know, it's at least from Rick's perspective, it's the Zentradi. You're right. Uh, it, might, it might just be weird and sell Britai uh, <laughs> by yeah. himself. Uh, from the Zentradi with new dialogue replacing the original story elements. Uh, that's right, baby. We're recontextualizing scenes that were already recontextualized from the original. This is like a remix of a remix <laughs> of a remix. Uh, the diff- uh, and then we're recontextualizing it in the summary, right? Yes, yes. So, boom. The difference here is that they are actually different. Anyway, with that context, here's what happens. Minmay is snatched by a demon Zentradi hand. Uh, I was, I was, I didn't want to call it out, but I almost thought you were going to do uh, a Smash Brothers Master Hand reference here. That'd be cool. What if Ma- if Master Hand was in the show? That'd be sweet. Uh, what's the other hand? Crazy Hand? Yeah, Crazy Hand. Yeah, he has like little twiddly fingers. He's going to get you. He's going to get your Minmay. Uh, Rick takes off and crashes and is publicly humiliated. Is <laughs> then privately humiliated. How is he privately humiliated? Because uh, he's just like in his in his room, right? He just says the scene after he's going to go uh, to his test and then Lisa and the bridge bunnies make fun of him. So that's a um, private humiliation. Uh, I mean, that's pretty public, too. They're out in the open. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Rick joins the service while the Macross opening animation, but not the music plays. And he crashes again. Lisa, good old Lisa asks why he's going so far. And Rick replies that he loves Min May. So he has to save her. Then his ship blows up. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say again, but I just kind of want to read it verbatim. Then his ship blows up. Rick then attempts to fly off with a magic bicycle, but is promptly shut down once again and publicly humiliated over the loudspeakers once again. Uh, that was a fantastic scene. When I when I saw that scene, uh, I think it landed a little bit better for me in Robotech. Uh, like I just, I just like, I just hit rewind, the, the rewind <laughs> button clearly on my on my keyboard here and i watched that scene like five times it's just good him, just him it's good about into the moon i think i think the first bit is funnier in robotech whenever i fly i get shot down but now i can save her with this magic bicycle but then the loudspeakers bit is funnier in macro yes that's exactly it it's yeah. the loudspeaker bit that does it yeah Mac I, and ben and lisa with a change of heart uh, offer to help rick on his mission wherein they repeat much of the same beats from the from the previous real lives and try to disguise incursion over here in Min May singing, we're introduced to the only newly animated scene of this episode. Uh, I think there's like sprinkles here and there, but you're pretty much right. Like an actual scene. This is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick takes off in a Valkyrie that sparkles into existence and Min May and finds Min May singing in the gigantic hands of. Uh, is it, No, it's Britai, not Dolza. You've got Dolza here. Did I? Oh, oh, you're right. Sorry. It's, it's totally Britai. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Oh, man, that's it. Start over. <laughs> Start over. Minmay refuses to go back with Rick, however, because Kyle. Um, uh, it should be noted that anytime she, in this episode anyway, anytime she says, talks about Kyle, she says his full name. <laughs> that's she says funny. Lynn Kyle. 
because Lin Kyle won't let her go out with soldiers. And he says, as he says this, as she says this, Britai, sad face turns around, his face now cousinified. <laughs> it, 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 it is, uh, I would have said Kylified. <laughs> Kylified's good. Kylified. Uh, Rick quits the service on the spot, causing Big Kyle to melt into the ground in defeat. Uh, did you did you catch what he said when he was melting? What's what's his what's what's the line? He says, "I'm melting." <laughs> he literally says, "I'm melting." I'm melting. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, taking Minmay, Rick once again crashes onto the same situation he and Minmay were stuck in near the start of the show. Uh, uh, stuck in the bowels of the ship. You know, that's just, you know, that's, that's good Macross right there. That brings back, that bring, that's nostalgia right there. Things were better uh, back in the old days. They were uh, stuck in the ship bowels. I'm glad they recontextualized it to be in the second half of this episode. Because, you know, it brought my interest back in. It reeled me back in. As they stare out of the signature Big Tuna window, <laughs> uh, however, they see not Tuna, but a Fools and Trotty fleet. Uh, Minmay briefly turns into Lisa and back again. This is not commented on. <laughs> uh, I was I was hoping they would. Uh, I was hoping because they had the opportunity, right? This this they're redubbing it. You could say, "Wait, why aren't you Minmay?" Like you you could just do that. Well, they they comment on it in the original. Yes, yes. On the yeah. original, they do comment on it. Uh, yes, uh, in, he in says, those cases, oh, I was actually, having a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick and Minmay have a conversation about their relationship and how they've drifted apart with Minmay's rise to fame. Hearing she. Uh, doesn't have time for a boyfriend, Rick drops the bombshell that he's actually feeling an attraction to someone else entirely. Uh, we, we, we all know who. We all know who. Yeah, no, she, she, he says Lisa. He, just, yeah, he, says, he says Lisa. He yeah. says Lisa. But, you know, we, we all know. We all know, because the narrator has told us like <laughs> 10 fucking times. Uh, instead of the reaction of, uh, of shock Rick hopes for, Midnight simply falls asleep. The two mirror their earlier wedding conversation from like episode two or three. Yeah. But it is now about gender roles for some reason. Minway falters, thinking of Kyle's words about soldiers, but relents and kisses Rick. Does she kiss him? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they, they their lips touch because because they were going in for a kiss and and they got interrupted again. No, I think I think they their lips what, touch what, and then there multiple it, kisses and and then it switches between like then it does a switch over there as as they're kissing like when they break apart then it's, it's Lisa. Uh I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to doubt you, uh, but I hope you prove me wrong. I'm I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. How, however, as they do, Minmay turns once again into Lisa within Rick's arms, and Dolza. Uh, Retire again. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. it was actually Dolza. Oh, time. oh, fuck! I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, this time, Dolza. Uh, what is that? Looms. You've yeah, the, looms. You, you've oh, got sorry. the cursor over it. So. <laughs> I'm looming over looms. Uh, Dolza looms and laughs. Dolza taunts him, saying, "You would never have Minmay, uh, even though he's like he's never met Minmay." <laughs> but, but you know, whatever. This is this is Rick's dream, and Lisa tells him he belongs to the service. Uh, Rick, not not Dolza. Dolza doesn't belong to the service. <laughs> then I mean, Rick he does. He, he like Dolza belongs to the service more than anyone in, in the universe. That guy yeah. is like the head of the society most built upon being in the service. But, but yes, in, in this context, he's not talking that Dolza. <laughs> uh, this, this was a pretty good fun, fun summary. I like, oh, I thank you. It. it had ups and downs. I was, I was invested in it more than I was in the show. 
in the episode. Wow. I thought I thought this episode was, was pretty cool. Usually, uh, I, think, it's kind of a, I think it had pretty cool parts. I, I, uh, I think like when it's doing like the big action scene, it's a little bit hard to tell like what's new and what's not. Like if anything that is doing a deep read of the show has done is that it's made it easier to kind of remember what's what's gone on, like how what the big differences are. Like sometimes it is mostly the, the same stuff, but like with a little different dialogue. Sometimes it's a whole different, you know, scene altogether. Uh, because like they're they're talking about things that have happened afterwards in that new context, uh, and I think it is cool. Like especially compared to the last clip show, this is doing some, some very interesting things. Uh, I would say like if you're watching all of Macross, it, I wouldn't recommend you watch Robotech. Really, I, I would I would very easily recommend you skip episode fourteen. Uh, yes. uh, you wouldn't lose skip anything. The clip show, don't skip this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd I'd say this is like a very cool thing that this, this is doing. Um, it, it is also a little bit annoying because it's like from, from our, our podcast perspective here, I'm like looking at, at a scene and I'm like, okay, how is this different from the original in Macross? And then the, also the original, original in Macross, and the original one in Robotech, uh, just pain in the ass to, to try to think about as I was writing my notes and, and stuff. Yeah. We're spinning a lot of plays here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so did you notice all the added stuff in, in Robotech? I hope so. Uh, and by added stuff, I mean uh, specifically that they kept cutting away to the, to the speaking, like medical monitoring thing that, that Rick is, is connected to on, on the hospital bed. Yeah, that robot got a lot of free lines. He's, he's, uh, he's SAG after him. He's, he's a union member. They, they added cuts to, in Robotech. They added cuts to that. Oh, um, they just like elongate them, maybe because I I know that like they were just, they were cuts in Macross too, but they were just like silent and very fast. Yes, no, but like for example, like in in the last conversation with uh, Rick and Minmay, uh, mm-hmm. I I don't think it cuts to to that robot at all during the conversation, and it cuts to twice in Robotech. Right. So wow. it, it's just it it is literally just like bonk bonk on the head that hey, uh, Rick is is messed up right now he uh they really drive home the he is delusional right now point yeah it's a little it's very much very star trek in in the ways of the robot it's just like saying all of his medical ladies that are are presumably being being fixed via the robot just kind of doing whatever the fucking robot's doing i don't know space science yeah machines yeah nanomachines uh but yeah i I think that was that might be like the first time that I've seen that they added something, even even if it is like a, a copy and paste job uh, of previous scenes of the the medical thing. Yes, but just like pasting it in there. It's the first time I've seen it. Huh. They do they do huh. cut some stuff out, but just enough to to balance it out with these robot bits. Yeah, yeah. Big big picture, like in editing terms, the the biggest difference between the the two of them. Is that they uh, change a lot of the the music? Uh, I mean, the music's always different, but especially like, in terms of of choices, like you know, typically the when Minmay sings, it's still going to be uh, a Minmay song, even if it's a completely different, much worse song version of you know, a different song. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, there's uh, the, first of all the scene. Uh, so I mentioned a little bit in my summary, but in original Macross, there's a, a bit where when Hikaru is going out, and they just like start playing the opening scene again like complete with like the opening music one one more time as like it's, the it's the opening out. animation and opening music yes yeah, so they, they just play it they just play it again yes. in, in the, the context of the show in the middle of it 
And I, I, I think it was really funny. I, I think it's really good. That, that's like, that's a good bit. And it peters out when he, when he gets shot down. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Robotech, they just don't have that, which, which makes sense because the Robotech opening is a different opening. It has like different animation and includes characters from, from different parts later on. So they can't just, and, they, and also additionally, they just use the regular Robotech theme in episodes all the time. So yeah. there wasn't really a way to, to do that. So in that sense, I, I guess I feel a little bit that they couldn't have done too much, but uh, it, it just like doesn't work as that scene at all. It's a completely lost moment, which is a, a big shame. Uh, so yeah, like because uh, it has that really nice crisp animation. Yeah, it's and, great, and and it just it loses anything, like any sense of uh, it meaning something when when it doesn't have when it has generic music behind it. Did, did you like that moment in the original? Like when it first came on, what was your your action? Uh, in the Macross episode, this yeah, episode, yeah. you mean? Uh-huh. Yep, for that yeah, the opening like, bit. Uh, yes, yes, it was fun. I was like, oh, they're using all. Oh, it's got this animation. It's, He's got the helmet. He's rising up from the carrier. All oh, this is all good stuff. And then he gets shot down immediately. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yes. So I think the next important thing that happens, he, he gets, he gets, uh, he crashes a few times. Uh, I do just want to read this whole, uh, uh, I think the, so after, I, I think uh, the, the point of view is matter. One of the times he goes out is that he goes out on, in Robotech, he calls it a magic bike. I think in Macron, he just calls it a special bike. Yeah. Which is a very, very good bit. Uh, and I want to just read what they say in Macross over the loudspeaker. Early this morning, First Lieutenant Ichijo Hikaru, also known as the Crash King, tried unsuccessfully to pedal his bicycle into outer space. Such behavior is extremely dangerous, so we, uh, we ask that you please do not attempt it at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good. Fucking uh, got him. The, the Robotech version is a lot weaker. It's like, hey, uh, Corporal Rick Hunter was shot down this morning while attempting to fly a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, that's still funny, but not yeah. as funny. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a good bit, uh, and uh, just really, God, what a, what a great moment! Just out of nowhere, like the whole episode's pretty just surreal. Like the that's, moon. yeah, yeah, it's good fucking stuff, dude. Um, the the, uh, the magically materializing Veritech fighter was also uh, very funny to me. Yeah, yeah, the whole scene was great. I like the whole dream. dream scene it, i i do like what they did with this episode but part of me thinks like oh what if this whole episode was like that you know just like newly animated dream material that could be even even cool yep it, it would have oh i mean this is still good though i'm not saying yeah. it's not yeah it no i great. yeah I, I mean for i think for what what they're doing production wise i think it's a it's a great decision for, for how to handle this we were just talking about like hey what's a clever way to do a clip show and i, I think like honestly like this is even cooler than our suggestion which were well my suggestion was just do the clip show they didn't start uh they have a couple of but but have you no wait have you gotten to the one where they reveal uh the stargate program to other countries i, I don't i don't think so specifically the, the one we, we talked about this last episode but it was the one with a guy the, the sender that comes over and he, he yells at them and talks about all the individual stargate missions that that had like fucked up and that, that also like it works in the same way because it recontextualizes those episodes. Is like, yeah, they're like adventures, but yeah, like, technically speaking, they're fuck ups. Yes. Uh, there's going to be another one. Uh, it's going to be fun too. Cool, fun. cool. Like, um, I, I'm kind of a Stargate hater, but I'll I'll give it to it when it when it does something cool. Um, I just want to mention some stuff about the 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 guy that was on the radio with Hikaru in in the in the original scene in this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
in in Robot, no, actually not Hikaru, uh, with Rick, because the guy on the radio, like, just straight up asks him, "Hey, like, do you love Minmay? What's up?" <laughs> That's good. And and Hikaru says, uh, Rick says yes, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna give you a medal if you do this guy, a medal gotta, of bravery, yeah, medal of bravery." <laughs> That's good. That, that was great. I, I love Big Kyle. I think that, that whole bit's great. Melting into the ground. I'm melting. I, I love the line in Robotech where Rick says, uh, I didn't realize he was so powerful after <laughs> Min May <laughs> yeah. tells him, hey, this guy told me I couldn't date you. And that's his response. <laughs> uh, Dub Hikaru is also good. He said no dates. <laughs> Uh, that's just just good good scene in general. Good scene in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I will say like they they do a little bit of like I think vocoding or like an echo work on Minmay's voice in Robotech that I think disguises how bad her singing is a little bit. That mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, um, and and then they start messing with with like a lot of the dream dialogue, don't they? Like a little bit after that or before that, like especially especially uh. Well, what did you call them? The bridge, the bridge gang, bridge girls, the bridge what'd bunnies. Yeah, bridge bunnies. Yeah, little bunnies. Uh, when when they're on on the when they're monitoring Rick, and they see he gets shot down for like the seventh time, that little scene where they're like giggling to each other. That's fun. There, there's like echo going on with like fast forwarded speech. I don't know if you caught that. His Veritech has been destroyed, but Corporal Hunter bailed out, and he's going back there again. How's he going to do that? Is he crawling? I guess he'd swim if he could. I wish some guy like me enough to come back each time. Yeah, it's romantic, isn't it? Yeah, it's romantic. It's like we lost Yeah, but what would you do then? What would you like to have It is not important. It is not important. What's important okay. is, is Zero G Love a new song? I believe so, yes. It is a new song. Uh, okay. The other big audio difference is that they just put the Robotech theme in for that scene, Robotech, yeah. where they have a whole yeah. new song there. Uh, that, that is like not the place to use the, that song, I think. It's like no. in place of Zero G Love? Nope. Um, the reason I was wondering is because I've just listened to the Robotech soundtrack and like Zero G Love is like the sixth track or something like that. So like I'm used to it, but I was. You mean the Macross soundtrack? Macross soundtrack. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are you, you're spoiling yourself audibly? Yes. Yes. Stop. Why would I not? It's Stop the songs. Because we're, wa- we're watching a, po- a podcast. A big part of the show is about the songs and the, and see, the song reactions. See, but now we have something to talk about. This is like a whole bit. We would have had. <laughs> you can't just anger me and then have that be. A, this is this is like a toxic relationship. <laughs> like, why, honey? Why? I thought we were monogamous. Why did you sleep with that guy? She's like, well, now we have something to talk about. This is a whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> I slept with that guy. It's a bit, honey. Why? Why'd you run over that 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 dude? Our neighbor. Like, I was. It's a bit. Um. Uh, but yes, I I I like Zero G Love. It's. I think it's a better song than. My boyfriend is a pilot. Yeah, it's good. I'm a fan too. Uh, now I'm just wondering if it's a, if it's a Hikaru's dream song or if it's a real song. He could he could write it and then sell it to Minmay and make a lot of money. Oh yeah, space. Yeah, there you go. However, Macross money works as we've established in previous episodes. That being confusing. Um, I think I think it's it's very funny that Hikaru and Rick both dream about uh, how Max is a way better pilot than him. Like he, he he specifically dreams of that scene where Max like just kicks ass, shoots down shoots down battle pods left and right. A, a dream will know some some things can't be changed with the power of dreams. Like yeah, like yeah, Max yeah. being a badass. 
Yeah, like he knows. He kind of knows. He knows what's yeah. up. Uh, did, did like the, the general like the the emotional aspect of it to you work work for you for for Rick and Hikaru? You know them like dealing with the, the sense of of self doubt and uh, feeling of you know resentment uh, almost over Minmay. Uh, all all that's in like jealousy over over Minmay. Uh, do you think like, that the generally works like is it from an emotional angle? Uh, w- mm, I think it it works maybe a little bit better in in Macross. Yeah, I'd agree. Then then how eventually uh it becomes so overt towards the end in in Robotech. It's like it's a good combo but it's just it's just, you know, t- tone it down a notch, but guys. Yeah, yeah, let, let's just cuz cuz Robotech's doing a little bit of, of different. Yeah, let, let's just say in in Macross, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I liked it quite quite a bit. Uh you know, because we we haven't really been well, I guess you know, we we've seen like a lot of um, Hikaru's external feelings about stuff, but th- this is like where we, we get to see like, hey, this is how he he really feels about uh, Minmay and and being in in the service. Uh, we we do learn like I think like pretty important things, some of which are things that we we could have already maybe guessed that he would in an instant leave leave the service if it meant that he could you know really be with with Minmay. Like like ultimately, it's just something to do for him. Uh, and we like that was always something we we had known sort of from when he gave like his badge, his, sorry, yeah, his, his medal away to Minmay. Yeah. That's the same sort of thing. Um, and he's like not changed. Like he's still a kid that like ultimately values certain things way more than than others. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we do. Like there was like twenty different forms of like external pressure forcing him to join the service, right? Yes, it's not it's not something he wanted to do, right? Uh, we we also learn even in the Macross version. This is like maybe like more explicitly. Than in other places that he like, hey, he has like real feelings for 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 Lisa, and I do think that the bits where like they they cut back and away and like Minmay changes into Lisa for scenes, I think that's really cool, especially because they don't like put a huge amount of attention on it, and, and part of that just because of the structure of it being a, a clip show, we're using it where you know they don't have that attention. Yeah, but they they could have used other stuff though, right? Yeah, instead, I, I'm sure. instead of instead they could have used something else. Instead of just suddenly Minmay is, is Misa now. Yes, I, I think you're right. I think it was an intentional decision to not make it a huge deal to like have it go back and forth. And in, in some ways, in Robotech, it's almost even cooler. They don't say anything at all about it. It like just happens, and he doesn't bring context to it. I, I don't want to give Robotech that W, but I, I do think like it is like you know having to, like engaging with a thing as it is, like just seeing a scene where without anyone talking about it, Minmay turns into Lisa and then back again. And Rick keeps going on like nothing ever happened. I do think that's awesome. I think that's very cool. Uh, but it's cool in both. But I, I do think like making this is like, hey, we're not even going to have a little bit about this being a dream. Yeah, uh, maybe just they, just a little bit, right? Yeah, I get yeah, you. I get yeah, you. Yeah, a little, little elevator. Uh, I, I still I still miss the tuna though. Yeah, I much rather have one big tuna than one big fleet. Um, what else? What else? What do you got? Uh, well, I. I mean, the last big thing is just the ending differences, uh, and and that, that in general. Do you have anything before that you want to get into? What do I got? Nothing. Nothing really. Just like little stuff here and there. Like uh, they changed the name of the island again from a really? Japanese name to an English name. What's what's the name? Uh, yeah, the Japanese name was uh, Torishima Oka, Torishima Oki, I think, and uh, they changed it. Oh, it's Bird Island. It's, it's Bird Island. It happened. Like, he got shot down. Uh, 
next to Bird Island. It'll be all right. Bird Island's a bad name for an island. Uh, well, it's kind of what the Japanese name is. They just kind of translated oh. it. I'm sorry. Original Japanese backross is Bird Island. Uh, you know, Tori is better than, than Bird, though, right? Yeah. Well, unless we're talking about British politics. Hey, oh, we'll get another <laughs> drum, drum bass in there, editing Shane. Uh, uh, no, don't do that, editing Shane. Come on. Don't, don't demean yourself like this. You know, that's pretty much all I've okay. got is just a little bit of, of that final conversation stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let, let's move in. So uh, let me say that again. That's going to sound bad. So let's move into it. Yeah, that's so authoritative, so powerful. So, so looking at the the endings, the ending is huge difference. Um, for, so so as a, a little bit of of the context, I'll I'll kind of go. I, I wrote down what the conversation and the scene is in Macross. So in in Macross, uh, you know, as as we mentioned, they go back into the ship, into the bowels, and they kind of go through some of the same scenarios. Uh, Rikaru peeps on Minmei once again, and then they go back into the tent. But once they're back into the tent in Macross, they have like this very sweet, small conversation where they just reflect on the past year. They, they talk about, hey, like things have changed between between the two of us. We like haven't had time to be w- with each other. Um, when like Minmei will like falls on his shoulder while they're talking, and Hikaru says, like, hey, are, are you sure people might see? And then like the paparazzi comes out of nowhere as like sort of a you know hikaru being insecure that there's this barrier being built between them because of, of minmei's fame like he doesn't hold hold it against her which is very important he, he kind of holds it against the situation and of course uh kaifun is a big dickhead but um not, not does not really c- come up in this scene so um and, and then also and so they, they move on they, they talk about they you know get into the wedding scene from the original two and they have a, a sort of a, a similar conversation um, in, in Macross. Uh, Minmei starts like showing some awareness, w- which makes sense because Hikaru is almost woken up that they're in a dream. And Minmei says like, "Hey, you know, you I, like I, I know it's a dream, but we we should really get married when we wake up." Uh, and and so like the central conceit of when they get into an argument after that is that. Uh, Hikaru responds by saying, "Hey, like I, you're, you're saying that now, but you're like a very fickle person, and I, like I, it's getting, I, I don't know if I can trust you when you say things like this. It, it just, you know, I like when you say these emotionally intimate things to me, it really means something. But to you, they just kind of go off, and then Minmei kind of yells at him over that, and then they they make up and they kiss, and uh, all the uh, uh, the ending stuff happens." Um, you, you say that's just in regards to, to Macross, the summary, uh, I yeah. get everything there. Okay. Yeah, that, that's pretty much accurate. Yes. And so in Robotech, it, I mean, first of all, Rick takes a huge dick pill. <laughs> I guess I don't, wait, that was a different meeting than what I pictured as, but he, he, he becomes a, a huge asshole. His, his assholeometer. <laughs> <laughs> <Huge dick pill>. <laughs> <laughs> Rick takes a lot of Viagra. Uh, no, Rick, Rick becomes just a, a, a giant raging jerk. He uh, so the, the so instead of like having that the nice pleasant conversation, he he just starts going off like, "Hey, Minmay, you, you know, like like really just like guilt tripping here. Whenever I try to bring stuff up, you you just fall asleep like you're doing right now, and you're you only care about you know Lynn, Lynn Kyle, and not me. You're not making time for me anymore. Uh, just like really like going off on her, like a whole different vibe. 
mm-hmm. um, which I, I I does not paint Rick in, in a very very good light, and it's just uh, kind of a shame that this um, emotionally intimate moment turns turns into him just kind Until, of yelling at her, just being a tax, toxic asshole. And they they really worked that dialogue to fit like how to fit Rick's like body movements, right? Because that like what he was saying does not match what he was doing on that. And yeah. it just, like it made it like to me it made her hit even like even worse. Just just he had like a bit of a gentle uh just the way he was handling being around her. Yeah. And, and you know, just completely being a raging asshole while doing it. No good. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dichotomy there between the, the animation and, and the, the Robotech scenes. Um he he actually said the words, if you love me. Yeah. Which which is to me is is uh just like one of the biggest giganticest red flags. Yes, yes. And and the big thing here in, in that conversation, especially uh, at the very end of it, is that uh, the guilt trip he tries to do, which which is completely a Robotech invention, but like kind of the, the cornerstone of the scene in Robotech, is that he, he says, Hey, listen, and, you know, kind of paraphrasing here, you don't you don't know what you're missing. You've been you know laughing around but guess what? I'm not going to keep harping over you. In fact, I'm in love with Lisa. I got a new girl. I don't even need you anymore. It's been a long time since we've been alone together. It's been over a year since you were chosen Miss Macross and became a star, and nothing's been right since then. It seems like you're more interested in your fans than your friends. But my fans are my friends. You know what I'm talking about. It's not the same. Hmm. I don't have time for a boyfriend and a career. It's too much. I thought you'd say something like that, so you'd better know there's another girl that I'm starting to like. Lisa. <sighs> huh? Hmm. Oh, did you hear what I just said? I'm telling you about another girl. And you fall asleep? Which is uh, deeply toxic boyfriend behavior. And then and then Midnight responds just by falling asleep. And then he yells yes. at her for falling asleep while he tries to do it. Um, a wild, like a wild thing to put in, right? Yep. That that's not there in the original. That's like a huge character swing. Um, but but it's it's Dream Rick. Okay, it's okay. It's Dream Rick. But, but, but we're we're supposed to get the impression that this is what he really feels. Yes. I don't. I don't it's not like if it's Dream in May, then of course it's like through through Rick's mind. Yeah. But but Dream Rick knows what Rick's Rick feels better than anyone. Um. So yeah, that's that that's insane. And then. Uh, moving on a little bit just to, to the bride scene, the big difference in Robotech there is, uh, I'm mean, just my summary, they start talking about gender roles. Instead of having a conversation about <laughs> Minmay's fickleness, Minmay starts yelling about him. Or, yeah, he's like, you, better, yelling. you better not expect me to be a home wife, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Will you expect me to stay at home just raising children well, because I, I want more out of life? I still want my career. Well, we might have a problem there. And Rick's like, well, um, I mean, look, I, I got it. I can't be at the home. I'm going to be doing soldier stuff all the time, which, first of all, is weird because, you know, we just had the whole conversation about Rick not caring about being a soldier that much. That was in Robotech, too. Yep. And not not in and it's not in this relevant scene in, in Macross that he, he's committed to being a soldier because it's just not his character. Right. It's just like something that they, they put in without really thinking about, you know, it's it's core. Like, like I get it if, like I get it a little bit if the Robotech uh, adapters, you know, if it wasn't a story arc in this episode specifically, and they just had the bad stuff because, like, maybe they're not very good reading reading media. 
but like it's in this episode, dude. He ripped off the uniform. Yes, yes, it's not subtle. He does not care about being in the military in that way, but but yet in this conversation, he he goes back to it, uh, which is just very uh, completely in- incongruous to even its its own story arc of what Robotech made. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's the the, the big thing. I the general stuff is weird. Uh, I, I think like like the, the fickleness stuff that they removed is really strange because. I think it's like a very valid thing for for Hikaru to, to feel about Minmei because she is like, guess a, a very fickle person in some ways. Probably because she's you know she's sixteen or whatever. Yeah, she's uh, but, sixteen, and she kind of has a lot going on for being sixteen. Yes, yes, it's it's valid. We, we talked about this a little bit before. It's it's valid on, on both ways. But I think it's valid that Hikaru feels this way about it. I guess especially with I, I think this the Lin Kyle Kaifu and stuff. She's like even more fickle than she is. You can't be okay with your your cousin treating all your friends like shit. You know, you can't be that okay with your cousin being a huge jerk to all all of your friends. Uh, no, it's like especially like just calling them out, like calling out like what they do for a living, like that. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, have I mean, your views, have your views, but you know, hey buddy, we're we're having a party here. Take tone it down a notch, asshole yes. and ass, and Kyle. Yeah, uh, I hate that asshole. Yeah, so I, I think, I, and the the other bad thing about that change is that you know, like Robotech already covered the the military stuff. So just like having the military stuff come up twice instead of it being about a different thing just adds a little bit less less depth to the episode. Um, yeah, and that's that's about my my thoughts on it. Um, it, it. You know what? I'll say it's it's cool for Robotech to have a big difference in that. I I don't think it's like for a very good reason and they, they they lost a lot with what they gained but hey we're like we're doing we're on episode hey, 17 hey, we're, we're, we're doing justifying the, the podcast yes yeah podcast justified uh, done yeah the last three minutes of the episode let's go <laughs> oh hopefully we can get this tracker record in the next 17 episodes oh, um okay are we are we at the halfway point for for macross episode 17 uh how many episodes is it like 32 35 Macross episode. We're gonna do some hardcore math on this this episode. Thirty six. Oh, we're almost halfway. Yes, we will be one more. Yes, we'll we'll, tomorrow will be our our halfway to the first third of Robotech. I look forward to four more clip shows. I wonder. I don't think we have any more Macross clip shows. I could be wrong, but I do not. I think at this point they get their shit figured out. Like surely, right? Whatever's going on here, production wise. Yeah, like if maybe they were like a couple of weeks behind, this this should have given them time to catch up. Yeah. Did did you see what what's going on next episode, Manny, from the other previews? Um, I think I, I think I might have like looked at it out of the corner of my eye, but not really. No. What's up? You, you know the <laughs> you know the name of I think you know, let's see what's what's the episode name for for next time next episode. 18. Oh, it was, it was pineapple something. I oh my god, no, it's pineapple salad. Uh, Robotech's name is a little bit of a different vibe to it. It is Bye Bye Big Brother. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, sorry. We, farewell uh, Big Brother. Farewell Big Brother. Oh, farewell. Yeah. Uh, are we going to get a big character death next next week? I mean, I wonder which character name called Big Brother that we might say farewell to. I, mean, I'm, uh, I have no idea. It, it's it's going to be Captain Global. Yep, yep. He's, he's, he's everyone's big brother. He's everybody's son. big brother. Yeah. People, you know, when you, someone writes a report, good enough. That's what you got to do. Um, I think this episode was good. Um, final, final episode thoughts? 
before we head out anything anything else big big picture like you know like what it's doing um i kind of i kind of i don't know if i want if i don't know if i wanted like maybe 30 seconds more uh, after rick woke up well in robotech it's funny that, that he woke up and he just says oh it's a, it's a dream the narrator, the narrator just yeah. like, he has to get one last word in, and he's like, that's it. "Yes, that's Rick, it. it's only a dream." And so it, it's like it's cut off, <laughs> like like at the very end, like he's he's trying to squirt, um, steal the words in there. Yeah, it's so funny. What a terrible dream that was. Yes, Rick, only a dream. In the next episode of Robotech, done credits. Yeah, yeah, it's good uh, so stuff. All right, and now I woke up. I mean, you know, technically, the, the, the lore of the podcast is that I've been a robot since like episode ten or whatever, right? Do you remember that? Remember that bit? I have uh, in the no beginning? idea what you're talking about. That, that it, one episode. It... So that one episode where there's like uh, Minmay's talking to Hikaru on the little telephone on the robot. robot phone. Yeah, and then I did a bit where like I was I was a robot that that replaced me because real me was off somewhere else doing oh, okay. cool guy uh, stuff. Hey, listeners out there, add that to the wiki. Shane is a robot. <laughs> it's episode add, 10. Add this to tvtropes.com under Arch Enemy. Let's have, let's, let's do the Linkara bit. We'll get like little, little characters and stuff going. Man, you love bringing up Linkara. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> it's atop the fourth wall. We're bad. Look, what, what do we not do if get atop the fourth wall and burn bad comics on this show? Uh, I, th- I don't think Linkara would do it because we're also talking about Macross. You'd only want to talk about Robotech. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he do the, the the Sentai Power Rangers thing. Uh, let me let me look up briefly if we have any comics that I want to do next time. Uh, nope. Looks like I uh, we we're, we're we're good. Audience and Manny breathe a sigh of relief. No one's asking to read read a comic. That uh, looks Phew. like we we have like uh next one will be around episode twenty. So have some some time. And uh, well, it looks like it'll be a big episode. Uh, next time, too. Um, any final words for for the audience? Words of advice? Do you have any dream? Manny has anything to dream uh, about? Yeah. Uh, just everybody out there, please make sure do not uh, do not kiss in front of giant people. They're gonna freak out. I hate it. They hate it. It's not cool. You may think it's a funny prank, like cow tipping, giant kissing, but it's not. It's not okay. PSA. Yeah, you're like you never you don't even know if they have like a heart condition or something. <laughs> That'd be a really fun commercial, just just like uh, a Zentradi in, in a bed dying because he saw someone kiss, and the narrator is like, "Do you want to kill a grandmother? Keep your lips to yourself." Okay, um, I think that's about it. Thank thanks so much for listening to us, Manny. Thank you so much for talking to me. Ending Shane. Thank you so much for editing. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Unless you're uh, Tori, then you should probably have a pretty bad day. And remember what I always say. I love you. You love me.
I love Linkara. Do you remember Robotech? Is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collin.